0: Let's take a little time and talk now About the state that we are living in mm. Political, spiritual, maybe some life. While you are listening to Phyllis Faber yeah. Always, favorite listeners. It's Pastor Jonathan Mason, and I want to welcome you back into the pastor's office this Sunday afternoon. It's been an interesting week. Uh, actually, that's an understatement. It, it's been a week. Uh, when we think about what transpired on Tuesday afternoon, or, or on Tuesday evening, rather, uh, when the polls closed, uh, I think a lot of people were surprised. Uh, I think a lot of eyes were opened, Uh, and today I wanted to bring into the pastor's office uh, the candidate that's leading in the polls for governor of the state of Pennsylvania. Uh, He's the current attorney general. He's won office in Pennsylvania on two separate occasions statewide, Uh, and I wanted to talk to him about his campaign, but I wanted to talk to him as well about what transpired this past Tuesday. So do me a favor, let's welcome into the pastor's office the Attorney General for the State of Pennsylvania, Josh Shapiro. Mr. Attorney General, welcome into the pastor's office. Hey, Pastor, it's good to be with you. Proud to be in your office and look forward to the conversation. So so I, I've got to ask this question as we start out. In your opinion, you've uh, had a chance to kind of take a look at what transpired on Tuesday. What are the voters trying to say to the Democrats, in your opinion?
1: Yeah, Pastor, I, I guess the rule in your office is to speak frankly and plainly, right? One hundred percent. So let's be frank. I mean, I think we had a rough night on Tuesday, Um, you know, kind of mixed results, but still a rough night here in Pennsylvania and a rough night nationally. And I think what we need to understand is that uh, the voters spoke and we need to listen. Uh, That's what I've always tried to do as attorney general, now as a candidate for governor, uh, try and listen talk about the issues that really matter to folks. You know, how are we going to get the economy moving for everybody, not just some people? How are we going to shake up government to make it actually work for people and be responsive and solve some of these problems? How are we going to deal with these systemic inequities that hold us back? And and most importantly, what I've tried to do is always talk about the future, not the past, right? We've got to turn the page on the past. We've got to focus on the future and improving people's lives. And you know, look, I personally, as you mentioned, you know, I've won statewide twice, and I've won statewide twice in the midst of some serious headwinds. So um, I know how to do that. I know how to get big things done. And to me, the lesson from Tuesday is we all got to keep listening and we got to hear the voters and we got to be responsive to their calls for meaningful change and real results, which is something that you know, I've done and delivered on throughout my career.
0: You know, I've had an opportunity to talk to a number of elected officials here in the state of Pennsylvania uh, in the last few days since the election, and 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 then I've talked to my resident ex- expert. My resident expert is my 15-year-old son, Jonathan, uh, who is a sure. political lover uh, and will someday run for office. And, and the thing that we've talked about is the fact that the country gave the Democrats the House, the Senate... And the White House. And gave them gains in other states across the country. But nothing major has transpired. There's nothing that's been done. I concur with what you said. Nothing has been done. And and, and, and I don't know if it's because... Uh, you know what we talk, Frank, in the pastor's office. I don't think Democrats like to fight. I'm a Democrat. I'm a registered Democrat. I'll probably run for office as a Democrat one day. But but I'm a fighter. I can't. I, I grew up uh, wrestling uh, in high school and college, playing football in high school and college. I like to win. It seems like we spend too much time intellectually debating each other than making sure yeah. we beat our opponent. No, I think there's some truth there, and I think your son Jonathan is right. To
1: to both be engaged in this and also frustrated by it. Um, You know, look, uh, (laughs) I hear your point about fighting, and I'm an athlete as well. I play basketball. I I coach my kids. Obviously, I'm in this business. I mean, I do not like to lose, and I work my tail off to, you know, win these big fights. And throughout my career, I've been willing to take on those big fights. You know, in western Pennsylvania, you had two big health insurers who were fighting fighting, and 1.9 million people were about to lose their health care coverage and access to their doctors. I got those CEOs in a room, and I took on that big fight, and everybody still got access to health care in Western PA, when thousands of survivors of abuse at the hands of Roman Catholic priests uh, were speaking up, and nobody was, listening. I took on that biggest fight against, as you know, probably the most powerful organization on the planet, uh, and made sure that the truth those survivors knew uh, was ultimately shared and those predator priests were held accountable. I've taken on the opioid companies, another big fight, and delivered for people who are in need. So I'm with you. I, I think you've got to have that fight in you. You've got to be willing to take on those big fights and to stand up for people who need help. And I agree with you and I agree with Jonathan that the situation in D.C., has become kind of processy. I think that's my word, not yours, but I think you know what I mean by that. Um, and, and that it's been more about, you know, words and lingo that they use in the nation's capital and not about the real things on people's mind. How do we educate our kids in every school district, not just some? How do I make sure that there's jobs available? How do I make sure if I own a small business I can fill those jobs with people who've got the expertise and the technical capabilities to do that work? These are all things on people's minds every day. It's the kind of stuff I've been doing here in the state. I think the work in the state is way different than what happens in D.C. Um, and I think you're right. We need to elevate people who are willing to take on those big fights and really deliver for folks.
0: Well, you know, let's, let, let's talk about that. Let's keep the theme of fight going. Uh, you entered the race for Governor. Uh, you've pretty much cleared the field on the Democratic side, and they are double-digit candidates on the Republican side. So uh, I, I, you, one of the things we do in the in the church is we speak things as if they already are, uh, because we have faith that we believe. So we're looking at the fact that you will be our nominee on the Democratic side uh, for governor. Let's talk about some of the fights that you're going to have to take on if elected. And And, and, and let me say this. I take nothing for granted. As I look at New Jersey's election and the fact that Murphy thought uh, this was going to be easy, he was up by 11 points just two days ago, and now we still don't know the outcome. We take nothing for granted, but we claim things as if they're going to happen. Let's talk about the first fight, recovery from COVID. Uh, uh, We thank God that we're seeing some light at the end of the tunnel now. Uh, It looks like things are getting better uh, and we pray that as the cold weather comes, we don't, uh, uh, we don't regress, but talk to us about how we help Pennsylvania recover from COVID under a Shapiro administration. Well, um,
1: thank you for the confidence you're showing in me. And I, I take nothing for granted. You know, I work hard and run through the run through the finish line in everything I do. So we're going to be working hard over this next year, as I, as I have in the years past. Look, I think um, COVID actually laid bare many of the challenges that we're facing today. Uh, how do we grow our economy and make it include everybody? Um, it, it laid bare some of the inequities that exist in our healthcare system that we have to acknowledge. Um, it also laid bare how state government didn't work for people. I mean, let's. you told me we can speak real here in the office, right? Absolutely. Um, there were a lot of people who were unemployed in those early months of COVID. And Pastor, when they called the unemployment office in Harrisburg to get a check that they were entitled to, to be able to keep food on the table for their families, not only did they not get the check, hell, some of them couldn't even get their calls returned. Excuse me for saying hell, but I, right. it's, it's upsetting to me. And we have got to shake things up in government and make it working. again. We've got to grow our economy by lowering some taxes because those taxes are holding us back. But also investing in our workforce at the same time. We got to lower costs for families and small businesses. Um, we've got to protect people's rights. I think that is also uh, something we have seen. Maybe not as a direct result of, of COVID, but certainly over this past year, people's rights are being threatened at the ballot box, at the doctor's offices, in our criminal justice system. And so I think we need to recognize that people's rights are on the ballot as well. So under my administration, we will grow the economy, make sure every kid has a quality, accessible education. we got to protect people's rights, especially their voting rights. Uh, And we got to shake things up in government to make things work again for people.
0: And and let's be clear, uh, the recovery from this pandemic uh, will will bleed into your administration. Uh, I'm a small business owner. I've got radio stations in North Carolina, Philadelphia, and Iowa. Uh, We depend on advertising to exist. Uh, Nobody's advertising if their business isn't open. And so when we, you know, I know for myself, as I project into 2022, what the business is going to look like, I don't see full recovery until June or July, maybe August. So, so, mm-hmm. so this is a long-term project uh, of helping this state to recover. And one of the things that I've seen is that there's a lot of talking in Harrisburg, uh, Attorney General, but they've got a rainy day fund of money that, that could have already been released Uh, uh, to help Pennsylvanians recover, but it's being held up due to partisan politics, Uh, several billion dollars. I mean, how do we get into Harrisburg and get these Democrats and Republicans to work together uh, uh, to move Pennsylvania forward? I think it takes someone
1: with a level of skill and understanding of how the system works and also ideas on how it can work better. Um, so you need, a, you need a governor who has some familiarity with the process, who has a background in bringing Democrats, Republicans, and independents together to get things done. That's what I've always done. It's what I did when I led Pennsylvania's third largest county, Montgomery County. It's certainly what I've done as attorney general here uh, in Pennsylvania. And so I think you've got to be able to have the skills and the relationships bring people together and spend some of that uh, those dollars that are sitting in a reserve fund not doing anything to help hungry people, not doing anything to help people who need access to mental health care but can't afford it. Um, That's the kind of skill set we need. And then folks in Harrisburg know that I come to work and that I'm not playing and that there are people out there who really are in need, and I'm going to be their voice. And so I'll bring you to the table. I'll work with people. I'll get them together to get things done. But I also won't be afraid to use my veto pen if these Republicans in the legislature try and do things that take away people's rights or make it harder for them to get a quality education or harm our planet uh, or make it harder for workers to organize. I will use my veto pen to protect them, and I will use my skill set and my background in bringing people together
0: to actually get some things done. You're listening to Philly's Favorite 100.7 FM, 99.5 HD3. In the pastor's office this afternoon, we are excited to have Attorney General Josh Shapiro. He's running for governor of the state of Pennsylvania. Uh, with the time we have left, Mr. Attorney General, and again, thank you for being with us. And and by the way, you said that, you know, you are grateful for my confidence in you. Well, uh, I'm, I'm a proud Abington Gallup-engrossed uh, graduate. I, I'm go. Montgomery County, born and raised. I've been watching you a long time. So, one, it's great mm-hmm. to talk to you, and two, I'm excited about what you're doing. But let's talk about a couple topics and give our listeners some of your thoughts on these issues. There's an opioid crisis in this state. Uh, My church is located in the Frankfort section of Pennsylvania. I don't have to drive more than a mile before I see open air distribution and use. How do we attack that under a Shapiro administration?
1: Well, we build on the work I've done as Attorney General. Look, as Attorney General, we've arrested a number of mid and high level drug dealers all across Pennsylvania, roughly five a day, actually every single day I've been in office. We've increased um, by over 50% the number of doctors and other healthcare practitioners that we've arrested, that we've charged um, for, you know, uh, what's called diverting, diverting prescription drugs for illegal use, right? And at the same time, We recognize that you don't win this battle just in the doctor's office or just on the street corner. You've got to also make sure you hold those who manufactured this crisis accountable, and that is the pharmaceutical companies. And so I've led a national effort uh, to hold these pharmaceutical companies accountable. And under a a national settlement that we worked on, Pennsylvania is slated to receive over a billion dollars in funds um, as a fine from these or as a penalty from these companies. And what I will tell you is, and this, this goes into the final piece of what we need to do to address this crisis, we need more treatment available for those who are battling the disease of addiction. And so, under the terms of the settlement, Pennsylvania slated to get over $1 billion to help with treatment. That's real money coming back to our communities. Uh, and that is something that I think is, is critically important that uh, that we get done, that we hold these companies accountable, and that we get
0: people access to the treatment that they need. Climate change. Pennsylvania, how do we deal with climate change? We. Are, it, uh, some, I heard something the other day, um, and I, I kind of teased my kids because they were home um, on a rain day. It, it, I'm it, glad it,
1: you're not the only... I'm not the only dad that teases my kids. Yeah, right? yeah it's you yeah. and me, right? We we got to tease them, <laughs> right? But
0: I got the call. They and give this, it back. That's right. More. That's right. That's right. But they were home because there was a rainstorm expected. And I said to the kids, I said, in my day, we put on some galoshes, we put on a yellow raincoat, we got a an umbrella, and we went to school. I don't understand this, but it was something called a cyclone bomb. I've never heard of a cyclone bomb in my 49 years. California is burning to the ground uh, in many parts of the state. We see the impact and the effects of climate change talk to us about your thoughts on that and what we will do here in the state of Pennsylvania. First off, let me say if I said
1: galoshes to my kids, <laughs> they would make fun of me too, man. Come on, you can't say galoshes to kids. But but I I know your point, bastard. I know your point. And and you're right. I mean, actually it's funny when I heard the the, you know, the the meteorologist talk about cyclone cyclomotion. What is that? I've never even heard of that before. But this is the challenge now. Because of climate change, we're seeing more and more effects of these weather patterns, which is going to be um, the biggest public safety threat that we face in the coming decades. I uh, don't take my word for it. That's what the Department of Defense says. That's what other agencies, both here in the state um, and, and federally, say uh, as well. Now, I, I personally think that there are common-sense things we can do to address climate change that actually goes out and creates jobs in our communities. So, for example, I know there's a lot of people that um, kind of feel like we have to choose between protecting our planet and protecting jobs in the energy sector. Um, I don't don't buy that. I think that is a false choice. I actually think we can do both. Let me give you one concrete example of that. Over 10% of our state's greenhouse gas emissions, right? That's the bad stuff that goes up in the sky that leads to the warming of the planet, that leads to climate change, right? Just putting that in the in the most simple of terms. That's right. Over 10% of that is coming from abandoned wells and mines in Pennsylvania. There are 200,000 of them. You know, and for folks living in our region, southeastern Pennsylvania, this is probably not something that you think about a lot, but if you travel the state, The way I do, these are dotted kind of all across the grounds in in Pennsylvania. Those abandoned wells and mines lead to over 10% of our greenhouse gas emissions. If we created a jobs program where we sent people out, trades folks and others, to cap those abandoned wells, we would do a lot for climate change. We would do a big part of what's necessary to be done across this country right here in Pennsylvania. That's the kind of approach we need to take. At the same time, I'll continue, as I have as Attorney General, to make clear to anybody that if you undermine people's constitutional rights to clean air and pure water, I'm going to hold you accountable. I'm going to speak honestly about environmental justice issues that plague poor communities. And, Pastor, not just black and brown communities, but rural white communities as well. You know, when you have this pollution, when you have this dumping, when you have um, buildings with lead, for example, that, that get ignored by policymakers and those who make budgets. Um, when you have fracking operations purposely set up just steps away from the homes of, of folks living in rural communities in Pennsylvania, uh, and you have a negative impact on public health and public safety, I'm going to hold you accountable. And I'm going to make sure that these environmental justice issues, be they in North Philly or Venango County, Uh, which is a rural community in Pennsylvania, that they are addressed and that they are addressed in a fair and equitable way. And by the way, in a way that brings our Commonwealth together to address these challenges, black and white, rural and urban, bringing people together to address these challenges. That's what a Governor Shapiro will do. And that's the kind of work I've done throughout my whole career.
0: Well, Mr. Attorney General, I certainly want to thank you for joining us in the pastor's office today. Uh, There are several other topics I'd love to discuss with you, uh, but I was just pinged uh, uh, by your team that you have a meeting to get to, and my kids would be very proud of me for using the word pinged, Attorney General Shapiro. Way better than galoshes, man. Way better than galoshes. (laughs) <laughs> so, so we're hoping to have you back in the pastor's office to discuss some other issues. But before you go, why don't you just tell our Philly's favorite listeners where they can go to get more information about your campaign?
1: Real easy. Social media on all the platforms from TikTok to Facebook. Just go to Josh Shapiro, P-A, and you can visit me on my website at joshshapiro.org.
0: Attorney General Josh Shapiro, thank you so much for joining us in the pastor's office today. We're going to keep praying for you as you continue to serve the people of Pennsylvania, sir. Thank you for your prayers, Pastor. Take good care. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye. Philly's favorite listeners, don't you dare leave your radio dial or leave the app. We'll be right back after these commercial messages. Philly's favorite listeners, welcome back to the pastor's office, and we certainly want to thank Attorney General Josh Shapiro, candidate for governor of the state of Pennsylvania, uh, for joining us in our first segment today. I do hope and pray uh, that you got great information uh, that you can process as you look to make the right decision uh, for the next governor of the state of Pennsylvania. Listen, let's switch courses right now. Quite often we talk to politicians on the city, state, uh, and federal level, uh, and we know that there is a lot of division in our country. Uh, We know that partisan politics rules the day. And the body follows the head. So where there's trouble in the head, the body has issues. And as we look across the country, uh, we can see that there's division in every city, state, and locality across this country. We're divided uh, by zip code. We're divided by race. We're divided uh, by our economic condition. And and, and I've got to let you know that in dealing with all of that— It does not create a happy America. It does not create a unified America. And one thing I learned as I researched the history of this country, we're greatest when we're on the same page. So I want to welcome into the pastor's office today uh, the author of a brand new book. I I want you to get it, but I want you to learn about it here first. Uh, Her name is Elaine Park. She's written many books. Uh, 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 She's a peace activist. Uh, She's been working in that area for a long time, Uh, and I'm going to introduce her to you. And by way of introducing her, let her kind of share a little bit about herself and her background. But today we want to talk about her book, The Habits of Unity, 12 Months, to a stronger America. Elaine Park, welcome into the pastor's office.
2: Reverend Mason, it's an absolute pleasure to be here. I, I I've heard so many wonderful things about your program and the work you've done on behalf of, of Unity in bringing people together. So that's basically what I'm trying to do too. The reason that I've written this book is that what we what we're doing is we're focusing on our differences instead of focusing on the things that we have in common. And what we have in common, we, we know as good old fashioned Christian values, like help others, resolve conflicts, be patient, be positive, celebrate community, family, and friends. These are the things that everybody shares. So in my book, the Habits of Unity. I have made each month of the year a, a 30-day period to celebrate one of these 12 aspects of good old Christian values, good old hometown values that we can all celebrate together. So this month is November, and the, and the, the, the value for November is show a positive attitude. So in the book, there are There's a half a page reading for each day, just a minute a day. And since it's November, I tell jokes every month, every day during November. Now, next month, December, is celebrate community, family, and friends. Stop worrying about whether the, you know, the boats are in the ports with all the stuff you want to buy. You don't need to buy to celebrate the holidays. You need to be with one another as people. And so that's what the book focuses on for, for December. So, January is help others, and and you see what I'm doing.
0: Right, Bring right. us
2: together by refocusing on the things we have in common, which are good old-fashioned Christian values.
0: So, so you know, one of the things that—and uh, you and I were kind of talking before we came on air today, uh, and I, you're down in West Virginia, and I share with you that I have some property down in Rustburg. And one of the things that attracts me to Rustburg, attracts me to that area— are those good hometown values that you speak of uh, a yeah. place where everybody knows one another a place where the community gathers on the weekend uh, at different festivals at religious events at school activities where the high school football team is the order of the weekend and and it yeah, seems exactly. like those or, it seems like those communities are so tightly knit uh, how do and, and i appreciate the fact that you've written this book but how did we get away from those good old community values. Well, you know, there's
2: an old Cherokee legend about a grandfather talking to his grandson, and he's telling his grandson about that. Now we know we we know this in Christian terms a little differently, but this is, makes it quite simple: that there are two wolves inside of us, always fighting the the wolf of good and the wolf of evil, and so the grandson finally interrupts his grandfather, and he says, but grandfather, which wolf wins? And the grandfather says, the wolf you feed. And society today is feeding the bad wolf. It's feeding the wolf of division, the wolf of anger, the wolf of strife, the wolf of looking for differences, the wolf of saying, my rights, you know, my rights are more important than your rights. I mean, everybody's got something they think that their rights are are superior to your rights. Their opinions are superior to your opinions. And so the the good wolf, the wolf of the common things we have in, in common, isn't getting fed. So my book feeds the good wolf. It gives every person who gets the book the chance to spend one minute a day focusing for themselves on, on a good thing, like this book should be positive. So if a person who buys my book reads a half a page every day, one minute, and learns a little bit more about how to be positive for the whole month of November, by the end of the month, they're going to wind up being a little more positive. You see
0: what I mean? Absolutely. So, so there, there are two months that stuck out to me, and I want to talk to you about them uh, uh, very quickly, get get some insight there. The first one that I saw that really stuck out to me and is, is really relevant to today uh, is the month of April. Take care of our environment. Talk Absolutely. to us about how taking care of our environment leads to unity and a stronger America. Well, I
2: happen to be of the opinion we care about one another? How do we care about the environment? So that this book, because the environment is part of, of, of one of the 12 aspects, that one of the 12 uh, positive things that we need to do together, that, that in order to care about the environment, we need to care about each other. So it's sort of a, an integrated, it, it builds the fabric, and it builds our need to, to protect And all and the things that we have on our own part to protect the climate, it's built right in because if we appreciate one another, then we're not going to drop garbage for the person behind us to to see and have to. You know, you see what I'm saying?
0: Absolutely, absolutely. And then and then I saw August. August. August is my month. Know who you are. Talk to us about that. Absolutely.
2: Well, unless you unless you step back and contemplate. I mean, every day we wake up in the morning and we have 1,400 more to spend in a day. I bet you never thought about that, right? Right. And so what we need is to take a month of the year, and and August is a good month. You know, people are on vacations. um, You know, things pick up again in the fall. It's a good month to sit back and say, you know, am I spending my, are my values, in alignment with how I'm spending my time. Am I spending sixty hours a week at work, but my real values are that I want to spend more time with my children and and be a better wife or be a better husband? You see what I'm saying? Right. So right. August is the time to step back, get into what your beliefs are, understand who you are, and make sure that the way you spend your days is is aligned with what really matters to you
0: in your life, and, and interesting that know who you are falls in a month where people tend to take time off and take right. vacation. So, what an appropriate time for you to really bond with your children, bond with your significant other, and really exactly. explore that part of your life. Yeah, that's that's beautiful. That's beautiful. So now, when I preach on Sundays, uh, uh, Ms. Park, uh, uh, and I and I tell people just believe, or I, or I tell them depend on prayer, or I tell them Jesus is the Way. uh sometimes i get greeted with the response pastor easier said than done now i'm looking at all of these habits that you've listed out for the 12 months some people may respond easier said than done why don't we share with them real quick this actually is easy you just got to focus on it talk to them about that real quick
2: well that's the whole point i mean there are
0: hundreds of books
2: about habits but this is the only book that is a habit-forming book. This isn't about habits. This is a habit-forming book. If a reader gets this book and starts wherever they are, I mean, they could buy this book tomorrow, and they could start reading in November, Positive Attitude, and they read a minute a day, then they are building the habits. Actually, the book helps the person build the habits one minute a day at a time. Who can't do that?
0: That's not that difficult to do. Well, listen, you're listening to Philly's Favor, 100.7 FM and 99.5 HD3. Uh, We've got on with us today in the pastor's office, uh, Miss Elaine Park, who is the author of The Habits of Unity 12 Months to a Stronger America. Uh, I'm really enjoying this conversation, and I want to thank you again for joining us. Why don't you, before you go, Miss Park, just share with our Philly's favorite listeners how they can get your book.
2: Well, the book is available nationally on, on Amazon. It's uh, just been released in Kindle. We also have a website, but we're not selling the book, but people can go to the website and see what the habits are and follow the habits on the website as well. One of the things I want your people to know is that this book is a great Christmas gift because I'm starting a momentum. I want this to be a movement. I want March to be national conflicts month. I want, I want August to be national know who you are month. I want November to be National Show a Positive Attitude Month. So everyone who gets involved in this and starts practicing these habits and sharing it on their Facebook and sharing it with their friends, this can make kindness, not random kindness, but organized system of kindness can really change our country.
0: I'm excited about what you're doing, and I want to thank you for what you're doing. And And as you continue to move to make America a better place, I want you to know that we here at Philly's Favor uh, have a platform for you to share your views, opinions, uh, anything that's going to help make America stronger. So we thank you. And listen, uh, you've got a lot of daylight left down there in West Virginia. Enjoy that beautiful fall foliage. Enjoy that beautiful weather. And we're going to be praying for you as you continue to do the work that God has planted you to do.
2: And bless you also.
0: All right. Thank you.
2: Thank you.